Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Linked Finance, Ireland's leading peer-to-peer lending company. Business lending for a digital age at linkedfinance.com. Now, last year I interviewed the CEO of Norwegian Air when he was uh, presented with an outstanding contribution to aviation at the annual Aviation Awards. And the year before I interviewed uh, Irish-born head of Qantas, Alan Joyce, when he won the same award. I'm delighted to meet uh, this year's winner, who's Hugh Flynn. He's with me here in studio. And Hugh is the group chief executive of a company, perhaps not as well known as Qantas or Norwegian, but just as important to global air travel, and that's ASL Aviation. Good morning to you, Hugh. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. Very well in yourself. Lovely to meet you. That's a lovely South African accent I'm hearing here. Is that where you were born? I was born in South Africa. I've got Irish roots and an Irish name. Okay. uh, and when did you first uh, get interested in flying, Hugh? You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit like a, uh, a professional golfer. As golf is to the professional there, I'm in aviation. I was born into aviation. My dad was in, in uh, an engineer in South African Airlines. Right. And uh, as a young boy, I used to go and sit in the airplanes and play with them and what have you. Uh, and then back to my dad again, years after that, I started flying jet airplanes, but I couldn't drive a car. Wow. So he taught me to drive. And uh, you get very frustrated when I leaned into corners of that. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, so you uh, knew how to, to fly a plane before you could drive a car. Yes. That is absolutely incredible. That's right. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay, so you then sort of found yourself moving towards the business side of aviation. I think you started, am I right in saying, as a marketing manager with a company called Safe Air. That's correct. Okay, tell me about those days. Those days we, um, we, we marketed uh, Hercules airplanes all over the world, in the United States and in Europe, uh, flying cargo and aid and relief. Um, the, the Hercules, the C-130, as it's more popularly Which known as. Which is that big, huge… The four-engine propeller yeah, machine. Yeah. So I cut my teeth, if you would, on, on those airplanes, and it got me internationalized. And um, many years, that was in the, the late 80s, well, mid-80s. I uh, spent a few years in the United States as well. And, uh, and then… Um, you know, we sort of moved into other types of airplanes, right. Boeing airplanes and so on, cargo mainly. And uh, that found me in Europe, um, working more and more in Europe. And then in 1998, we acquired a British company called Hunting Cargo Airlines. Okay. And uh, on behalf of DHL, because they didn't want to own an airline. And uh, that brought me to Ireland on a, on a due, due diligence uh, for a year. They said, just... Do the due diligence, stay here for a year, and it's been a very long year. It's 20 years now. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain to yeah. us how it works, Hugh, from uh, mm-hmm. when, we, when we see things like uh, DHL and this kind of air freight? How, how does the business, like if I'm sending a parcel to America or somewhere in Asia, right. uh, tell me about how the, air, how the air freight piece of that actually works. Well, from our point of view, it's very simple, really, Bobby. We just uh, provide the airplanes, the lift, uh, normally, as they call it, on a wet lease basis. So we we fly the airplane. DHL, FedEx, UPS, and, in fact, now Amazon would put their cargo on our airplane. So the logistical side of that is not our business. So are they kind of renting space off you? Are you going there anyway? And they say, well, we'll we'll, – we, we, we'll give you this amount of cargo. No, and, no, no, it doesn't no, work that way. No, it doesn't work that way with us. We we contract; they contract the entire airplane. Okay, 
and uh, I often say we'll paint it pink if you want. Right. Uh, so in, in, in actual fact, none of them have ever said paint them pink. So we painted DHL or we painted uh, FedEx. So very often you'll see an airplane in Shannon or in Leipzig or London, uh, and it'll be DHL, FedEx, UPS. It'll be our airplane. Okay, okay. And is that still the case that those big, uh, I suppose, distribution companies don't actually want to own airlines, that it suits them to contract in and out with people like yourselves? They do and they don't. You right. know, in the case of FedEx, let me use that example, or UPS. FedEx are not allowed to, as a U.S. entity and UPS, to own airline companies in Europe. Okay. Same way we're not allowed to own them outright, uh, when I say own 100% in the United States. With that in mind, we contract... Uh, to them the ability to operate airplanes in, in Europe. Okay. So that's the that's the fine line understanding that we have okay. with them. Okay, I yeah. get that. Yeah. Tell me then about the sort of passenger side of your business. Um, am I right in saying that you're operating 140-odd uh, uh, planes um, and you also do subcontract for, for people like Aer Lingus? Very similar to the cargo, Bobby, in that sense. Uh, like Aer Lingus, we fly uh, four um, seven, three, 757 airplanes on a daily basis between Ireland, Dublin, and Shannon to East Coast United States. Right. It's in there. Again, it's a painted pink, except in this country it's green. Right. So we paint them green. Um, it's their product, all their attendants in the back, and we share a cockpit crew. Uh, and, and then we're responsible for maintaining the airplanes and so on. Okay, so what's the logic behind Aer Lingus? Is that, does that allow them to take on a route maybe for a season that they don't have to commit an aircraft to, that they can again contract yourself in, your company in for a particular period? It, it, there's a flexibility around it, it's, I take it. In fact, you've led right into it. It's flexibility and also um, it, it's not an airplane. The 757 in terms of its capacity is quite a bit smaller than the A330s that they use on their primary routes okay. in the U.S., for example. So it's it's very useful for them as they develop and grow into new city pairs. For example, we go into places like um, Newark and into Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, you, it's not entirely a, an A330 load, but the 757 makes a lot of sense. To okay. Now, my guest is uh, Hugh Flynn. He's the Group Chief Executive of ASL Aviation Holdings. And I'm sort of intrigued by his world because would I be right in saying, uh, Hugh, that for whatever reason, ASL Aviation Holdings, it's a, it's a, it's a down-low company. You're not out there uh, screaming your name. You're not out there looking for the bright lights. You're working quietly uh, and efficiently, moving a lot of freight and passengers around the world, but as I say, on, on the, almost on the down low. That's right. You know, as I say, the, the products um, that you would see are the DHLs, the Aer Linguses, and so on. Uh, for that matter, even uh, La Poste uh, in, in France, where we, we operate uh, on behalf of them. So it's not that we're out needing to, to market that. Our marketing takes, takes place in a more subliminal basis yeah. with those major uh, operators like the the DHLs etc. Yeah, and and that's so so important to us to build those relationships, and that's how we've we've tended to grow. You know, we started in '98 with a very small operation, six Boeing 727s, uh, and as you said earlier, we're now up 140, approaching 150. And you, and you employ over like 2,000 people. That's correct. Wow. Uh, 
So it's quite a big – a lot of them are flying personnel and maintenance people, but uh, and then the support back in the offices. Yeah. Um, I think Ireland is very much a player, is it not, Hugh, in the – World aviation leasing um, business. We we do we, we we punch probably way above our weight in aviation terms as a nation. Would I be right in saying that? Absolutely. And, uh, you and know, why is that? I think there are two things. One is obviously the the corporate tax regime is 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 attractive, but it's not foremost. The the other aspect is there's a great knowledge base here. In terms this of, is from the old GPA days. The, the amount G- of executives from there and exactly yeah. Lingus and so on and and the the. You know, the startling performance of people like Ryanair, it, it's, um, you know, people measure against it. And um, and I think also we, we, we have to mention the Irish Aviation Authority. You know, they, they foremost in terms of supporting and, and growing with us. And uh, they're very receptive to commercial activity, whereas with no disrespect, you know, in other European countries, we don't find the same okay. encouragement. And is it a difficult business, Hugh, in terms of like when we look at sort of major world events like 9-11 and that, that it it seems to have almost a Peaks good or bad, like, yeah, yeah, that it's catastrophic or it's or else you're riding the next boom, that it seems to be a business of highs and lows. Absolutely. You know, if you look at the uh, economic performance of, of aviation, it's not startling right. in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but on the positive side, over the last few years, since the 2009 downturn and that, um, we've seen quite a bit of stability returning to this business worldwide. We see it in the long-haul cargo operations we, we do out of Belgium um, to China and to the United States. Um, that's that's really catching on big time. So, uh, yeah. um, Where is the world of aviation headed, Hugh, when, when we look at, I suppose, growing economies like China – um, for, for the likes of your business, ASL Aviation Holdings, what what are you kind of looking at uh, as you look out for the next five or ten years of, of sort of trends that will be will bring instrumental change to your business? I think the the, the rapidly changing environment, uh, and and at the head of that, you see um, Amazon, uh, and that's quite quite yeah. an interesting one. More so in the United States. They've grown rapidly there, but it's happening here in Europe as well. Okay. We're the only um, entity, by the way, flying for, for Amazon at the moment. Uh, we've only two airplanes, but we, we're encouraged by some of the discussions we're having uh, for perhaps a bigger a bigger. So there's probably a big upside there, is there, is, with the rate that's growing? Absolutely. And I think the dimensions, and I, I can't really qualify it well, but in terms of e-commerce – I think uh, once people get their heads around what, uh, from an aviation point of view, that means uh, in terms of growth and sustainable business, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in this industry. Okay. So um, we're very much linked to what's happening to those particular customers. Okay. Mm. Uh, Finally, Hugh, I wanted Mm. to say to you, um, congratulations, first of all. You were awarded an outstanding contribution uh, to aviation by the IAA at I think it was last Friday at an award. How does that make you feel, uh, that, that, that you've been recognized very publicly uh, by your peers and colleagues? Well, I, I must say it's an absolute privilege and an honor to, to accept that. I never, I never thought it would happen. Uh, I didn't, it came out of the blue, and it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful um, credit to the people, the remarkable people I work with. They're outstanding uh, folks. Um, some of them were there the other night, and uh, we, I actually asked them to stand up 
So they were probably really annoyed with me, uh, <laughs> bright lights on them, but uh, a lot of credit to them, really. Um, okay, well, you are a credit to your, to, to your industry, uh, to your sector. Uh, Mr. Hugh Flynn, uh, Group Chief Executive of ASL Aviation Holdings, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much. News Talks Executive Chair. Thanks to Linked Finance, the world has changed. It's about time finance changed too. Business lending for a digital age at linkedfinance.com.